It's great to come together and to worship. But it's great as well when we come together and we share communion. But like I said earlier, communion is, is something that often we don't do in family services. We often um, send out our children and sometimes our youth as well out um, to their groups. And um, we, sort of, we can make communion this almost secretive thing that's just for grown-ups. And of course, that's not what it is. It's something that Jesus said, if you, if you choose me as your saviour, if you follow me, if you give your life to me, then communion's for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. He didn't put an age limit on it or anything like that. Now, thankfully, because we have um, such a, a, a wonderful children's worker, as I've already picked her up this morning, um, and also a wonderful um, youth worker, Isabel's knocking around somewhere, there she is, um, our children and our youth have already had a little bit of, of prep on what communion is. But we thought as a, as a whole church, it'd be good for us to have a service where we think about communion. Now... Some people might never have heard the word before. Some people might be very, very familiar and think, well, I don't really need this. But it's always good. It's always good for us to, uh, to have a demonstration of why we need Jesus. You see, the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means that everybody has sinned. But you see, we don't come to church and be condemned and hammered into us that you're a sinner. We come to church to celebrate the fact that we, we have a solution. We can do something about it. But for so many people in the world, they, they just think that they don't need a saviour. So one day, of course, the Bible says that one day we will be called to account for the life that we've lived. We're going to stand before God. And in that moment... He's going to be like a judge. Now, God is, we talk about him as a father, we talk about him as a brother, we talk about him as a friend, but we must remember as well that sometimes he's a judge. And being judged can be quite a difficult experience. I've asked Steve to um, assist me this morning. We've got a brief sketch, which um, is going to involve a little bit of ad-libbing, but it just demonstrates what our judgment might look like one day. The judge room is open. Judge Mel Kizadek, residing of 969 years. Court is open. Name? Morning. And who might you be? Uh, Tom. Tom. Short for Thomas? Well, that's what my mum calls me, yeah. And what are you here for? Um, well, I think if you just look on your desk, Your Honour, you'll see um, I sent in an application for a place in heaven. Um, to save you reading it all, I've lived a pretty good life, um, not really caused much upset, not much bother. Um, I can't see it being a problem. It should be a pretty um, cut-and-dry case, I think. Cut-and-dry case. Yeah. All in order. And in a nutshell, hmm, looking over this, it's very interesting. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. You were good at school, weren't you, Thomas? Well, some of the time. <laughs> and what was your favourite subject? Um, well, primary school, I was really good at spelling. Spelling? We used to have these tests every week, and do you know what? Most of the time, pretty well. 
Very good, I see. I also see you looking over your best friend's shoulders and cheating and looking at his spelling and also looking under at the desk for the answers. Well, maybe once or twice, but, you know, you can't hold that against me. We've all done it. And, and what about your first job? Yeah, I remember that. Media. Media. And what was the job interview for? Oh, well, it was, um, it was working in, in sort of just getting into the industry, but they wanted experience. And you felt you fitted right into that role? Yeah. And, and what did you actually do? Well, I, I, I told them I had extensive experience in the media distributions industry. And what did you do there? Well, I've been a paper boy. You were a, a paper boy. <laughs> ah, right. But it's only a little twisting of the truth, isn't it? That's all right. A little twisting of the truth. I yeah. see. Oh. Oh. Thomas. Cheating. Stealing. Stealing. Stealing? Yes. I can see that while you're a minister of Norwich Central Baptist Church, <laughs> you went into not only the children's workers' office to steal sweets, but the youth workers' office and the office manager's office to steal sweets there. That's hardly uh, lifting up there, really, is it? Well, I just sort of borrowed them. They had loads. It was, they wouldn't have minded. And anyway, they never caught me, did they? They never caught you there. It's hard, uh, you know, the, these sins, they are big. Well, no, not really, are they? I mean, I've never killed anyone. I've never done anything, really. I mean, everyone, no one's quite perfect, but I've never committed any biggies, have I? Never really committed any biggies, ladies no. and gentlemen, there. Well, Thomas, it's not a question of biggies there. I think... We need to demonstrate there. And for that, you need someone to step down and demonstrate. So, Tom, yes. what do you see here? Jug of water. A jug of water. Would you agree, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. And would you say it's either... What, how would you describe the water? I'd say that's pretty pure. Pretty pure, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Let's see what happens if we add in just a little drop of food colouring. 
What happens now, Tom? Well, it's sort of gone blue, isn't it? It's gone blue. A bit less pure, perhaps. A bit less pure. Ladies and gentlemen, would you agree? A bit, it's gone blue, and a bit less pure. That's a bit like you stealing sweets from the offices. That's a bit like you looking over your friend's shoulder. And that's a bit like you embellishing your first job there. But hang on. If you're saying that even these tiny, tiny things mean that I'm no longer pure, then this is all about an application to get into heaven. You're saying that I can't get into heaven just because of those tiny little things. You can't, but ladies and gentlemen, we do. We know someone, and let's demonstrate that one more time. So, as you can see, it is impure. We all agree on that there. Okay. Now this time, let's put a drop of something else and mix it up. And what happens now? What, how would you describe that water now? Well, it looks pretty pure again. It looks pretty pure. You needed someone to come in and do that. Well, that's all very impressive, but I can't go back and change what I've done and change the past, so how can I be put back into that state? Thomas, you need Jesus, who can heal you and make you rate and make you pure again. So even though I've committed these sins, these things that stop me being pure, if I put a bit of Jesus, he'll return me to the perfect state to get into heaven. He will return you perfect and faultless, just as if you had never sinned. Thank you very much. So that's just a, a, a little demonstration of, of, of what communion is all about. You see, Jesus gave us communion. He was with his, his disciples um, the night before he was crucified on the cross, this awful thing that happened to him. And Jesus said to them, do this in remembrance of me. And what he meant by that is, do this, take communion, have the, the juice and the bread, and as we do that, remember what Jesus has done for us because Jesus gave his life for us. He, he, he paid the price on the cross for our sin. And so as we go through life, just like the, the jug of water with the food colouring, every time that we do something wrong, even these tiny mistakes that we make, it's like another drop and another drop and another drop. And in the end, we, we, we hold ourselves up against the purity of heaven and we're, we're impure. And there's nothing we can do to change that except to call on Jesus. And so communion is a way that we can remember Jesus. It's what he told us to do. Now, 
a little bit later, in about five or ten minutes, we're going to share communion together. And as this is a family service, we're going to have some time to reflect before we do. And if you're sitting there with, um, with children or grandchildren or, or children that you're responsible for, I should invite you to have a conversation. It might be that parents think, not quite ready for that, I need to explain a little bit more when we get home. Great, have the conversation at home, talk about Jesus, talk about our faith. Or it might be you think, do you know what, for the first time, yeah, yeah, let's, let's share communion, this will be really special, parent and child, in the presence of our church family. So no one's looking, no one's judging, the worst thing we can do is to come and take communion without having a sincere heart, because that's, that's being disrespectful to what Jesus has given us. If, if you think communion is not ready for me, I'm not quite there yet, then all the communion stations, there is an alternative. There's some chocolates, there's Haribo knocking around at other stations. So if you're in a family and kids are thinking, well, actually, I do fancy a snack, communion's not a snack. There are snacks for snacks. So no one's left out. Everyone can come and have something. There's communion tables at the back in the, um, over this aisle and over in the corner. Um, I think there's one upstairs, and there's two down here. So um, when, when the time comes... Make your way and go as you feel led. But before we do that, before we do that, can I ask, have we got any children that I can just call on, please? Would you like to come forward? Because I've got a job that I need some help with. You see, I've got some sheets of paper here. And written on these sheets of paper are some verses from the Bible. And they're the verses... That, Jesus, that record the words that Jesus said when he was giving his disciples the first communion. It's from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26, and it says, While they were eating, Jesus took some bread. He thanked God for it and broke it. Then he gave it to his followers and said, Take this bread and eat it. This bread is my body. Then Jesus took a cup he thanked God for it and gave it to the followers. He said, every one of you drink this. This is my blood which begins the new agreement that God makes with his people. This blood is poured out for many to forgive their sins. So just in the next five minutes or so, these guys are going to hand these sheets of paper out. There might be enough for everyone. If there's not, then um, I'm sure we can share. We're in church after all. Um, but just read these verses. And I just encourage you to, if you've got young people with you, talk to them about these verses, what they mean for us, why we're about to share communion. If you haven't got young people with you, then that's fine. Just reflect personally on these verses, what they mean to us, how we respond, and what it is that we're about to share together at the communion table. So I'm just going to split these in half. And if one of you goes this side and one of you goes this side, and just start sharing them out. If you start running low, then, um, then people will share. If you start running really low, tell people to look at their Bibles that they've brought with them and find Matthew chapter 26.
just ask Chris to just play something for a bit of background music so we can, we can talk with each other about communion and about what it means to us. read those verses as we remember the words of Jesus as we remember that in Jesus there's no age limit there's no there's no one who's not eligible to turn their life around to choose Jesus one day each one of us will find ourselves before God called to give account for the life that we've led and none of us will be able to say I'm perfect, I'm pure enough to get into heaven. We would all have the, the pollution of sin. It doesn't matter if it's a, a biggie or a small one. Sin is sin. But Jesus is Jesus. There is nothing that Jesus' blood cannot wash from us. There is nothing that Jesus cannot stand for us 
and say, the punishment is on me. Therefore, you're pure enough to enter heaven. That's amazing when we think about it. That's, that's incredible. And so now as, we, um, as we've reflected on those verses, as we've, we've read them and maybe we still are reading them and thinking, maybe we're praying together, thank you very much. Great work. Go for it. Yeah, take over your dad, definitely. Nice one. So now, let's share communion together as a church family. If you're, if you're with someone who, who isn't mobile, who can't come up and take the elements, then just take it for them, share communion together. Let's make this an, an event in our church family, whether we're in family groups, whether we're in couples, whether we're friendship groups, let's be together and just share this. The priesthood of all believers is, is a theology that we subscribe to. It means that any one of us can pray for each other, can minister to each other, and can share communion with one another. As we remember that night when Jesus was betrayed, we remember those words that we've just read. Come up now, I invite you, and to share in communion together if Jesus is Lord of your life.
of our final worship song this morning. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that by giving us communion, we have a reminder of the amazing thing that Jesus has done for us. We have a reminder that we can enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So Father, we thank you for sending your son into the world. We thank you that he died on the cross. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for the significance of what that meant. It meant that we can give ourselves to follow him. And although we won't always get things right in life, although we will make our mistakes, that we'll get things wrong, we will sometimes give in to temptation. We know that there is always a way back. Because Jesus loves us so much that he's paid the price for our sin. Amen. We thank you, Lord, that communion is something that we can share as a church family. Father, we thank you for anyone who's taken communion today for the first time. Father, we thank you that by doing that, they've recognized you as their Lord, their Saviour, their friend, their brother, and their way into an eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. So Father God, thank you for what we've received today. And Lord, as we worship you now, hear our voices, hear our hearts, as we celebrate our God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to call the worship team to come up and uh, they can lead us in our final song. And if after the service you'd like to come forward for prayer, we're going to have um, members of the prayer team at the front here. If you'd like to come and pray with them, then they would be over, over the moon to pray with people. Let's worship. Our closing song is My Lighthouse. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. So let's sing out these truths now.